That's a bit weird. I just don't think any woman that said Jeffrey Dahmer is quite sexy. Hello and welcome back to episode nine of We Called It. I'm Lewis Reeves. And I'm Joanna Ball. Oh, Joanna. I said Joanna, Joanna this Ball. time. Yeah, I always feel like you changed yeah, it Yeah, no, up. I'll do Joe Ball. It's, you said it sounds famous, so. Joe Ball sounds like a cool, like, DJ radio yeah. presenter. And I'm Joe Ball. Yeah. You'd be really good. Keeping it cool. Yeah, and you lost it. <laughs> if you go keeping it cool, you're not cool. 100%. <laughs> I was really with you then, and then straight <laughs> and then out, I, I was it. like, no, I understand, yeah, no. <laughs> We've got an amazing episode, so we've just finished speaking to her, astrologist Francesca Oddy. She's, uh, she's got her own podcast called The Astrology Oddcast, which is a great pun. She's amazing. Uh, she's an amazing program called Written in the Stars, which I've not watched yet, but I'm going to absolutely binge, Yeah, which is like Love Island, but yeah. with Love astrology. Island with a twist. Super, super interesting, smart. Blown away clever woman and I, what I got from it, it was it's astrology but she grounds it and she makes it really understandable and I thought you were going to say she grinds it down she, she really grinds my gears <laughs> no she makes it really um, palatable ascertainable no. Ascertainable, that's better. Palatable's like just getting by. This was beyond. Right, so let's get into it but you've got celebrity endorsement of the week. Yeah. I have. Are you ready? God, mate, I'm so ready. I'm excited. I like it when you do it because it's a surprise. Yeah, I keep it a surprise, don't I? This yeah. is a very, very... You've been bragging about this one for a while. I know. I've, I'm very, very excited about this one. So this is Natalia Cordova-Buckley. She has appeared in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She fronted that for lots of seasons. She's just finished shooting with John C. Riley. I know who she is. She's... She's in Coco. She is in Coco. She's Frida Carling. She is Frida Carling. Oh my God. My daughter is absolutely no. obsessed with Coco. There you go, Nat. Nat? First name basis. Don't worry about it. Best friends. And she knows about the podcast. She knows about the podcast and she's absolutely thrilled about it. She's so excited. She couldn't wait. Hi, Joe. So um, here I am in my sister's uh, extra empty closet because everyone's asleep. And I opened my DMs. You didn't even take the time to WhatsApp me or call me. You're asking me to promote, sponsor your podcast. Haven't heard from you in forever. And all of a sudden, you're asking me to do this. I didn't even know you were doing a podcast. You know, everyone's doing a podcast now. I can't even imagine what it's about. But yeah, um, no, won't be listening. Uh, thank you for uh, interrupting my actor strike, as you should know. You know. I don't know, maybe since, you know, we share a taste in man, you thought that translated to other things? It doesn't. It doesn't. Doesn't translate to taste of podcasts. So, um, yeah, enjoy your podcast. I won't be listening, but I'll see you in a lane, girl. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. Nat, can I call her Nat? Yeah. Thanks, Nat. <laughs> thanks, Nat. Oh, seriously, thanks, Nat. That's a big, like, big... Big old one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, done. she's obviously thrilled about the podcast. It sounds like she's having a terrible time. <laughs> she will be listening. She'll be addicted, if I'm honest. Same taste in men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice work, Nat. Yeah, I want to know what that story is. <laughs> that sounds... But maybe that's for another podcast. <laughs> that's another podcast. Nat, uh, muchas gracias. Oh, Hola. mi amor. And on that note... Hasta luego. Here's Francesca Oddy. <laughs> Yay. Francesca, <laughs> hello. Thank you so much for doing this. Pleasure. Great to be here. Yeah, I've, 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 re I've been really enjoying the podcast. For someone that knows 
bugger all about astrology. I think it's really impressive as well that because we've sort of got each other. Yeah, yeah. Your, it's great to have people to bounce off. Yeah. Yes. Whereas your, but you hold the show and yeah, you tell do. the stories. You tell your story really because it's your life integrated with astrology. I forget sometimes about I lose my train of thought though, and then I'm like. I had no idea what I just said. No, but that's what I really like. I really like that too, because my brain actually functions like that. (laughs) So I follow it. It's relatable. And the best thing, so I'm very new to this world. I'm leaning into meditation, everything, as much as I can. This last year and a half, I've been trying to better myself physically, spiritually, emotionally, whatever. Um, So this is why we're looking into astrology now. But what I really liked about your podcast and what you do is that it felt very... um, grounded and real like you opened up your last episode and basically it was like having a go about the builders someone pissing you off in yoga (laughs) it was all these things that I was like yeah those things and what you find in like uh, this industry sometimes it can all feel a bit airy-fairy and we're not really acknowledging true feelings where you opened up your podcast and it was like boom yeah this is pissing me off and this is pissing me off and it might be because of this or this or but you don't know. you think people prefer airy fairy so you, are you you're an actor don't you think people like that no. people prefer showbiz i think it attracts a lot of that but i just feel like it's not grounded and real it doesn't stop it being successful though does it no but no, yeah I that's think... the brand isn't it i did the tv show last year and I'm, like dipping my toe into the world of media i was just like wow you know because i'm just so not media like you've just said well it's a lot of Inauthenticity, really, in all of that sometimes, I think, when it's smoke and mirrors and, and it, dressed are you, up. Are you talking about uh, written in the stars? Yeah, but any work that I've done, all the radios, you know, anything that I do where it's not just being myself, I f- I'm, I'm not very showbiz. Right, okay. I'm tits and teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yeah, I know what you mean. There's like a... You could sometimes be with a certain person and you've well, how they come across on camera is completely not what you get in their day-to-day life. There is two worlds, I know what you mean. Yeah, and and I just think because I've kind of, I feel like I've accepted that I'm just going to be really like, be myself and it'll be pretty niche and I'm happy with being niche as opposed to being showbiz, which does seem to open doors to being more attractive. What I find really interesting is, and what is more sustainable is when you're authentic and real and you've, it's you, people will connect with that a lot more. Whereas if you do the tits and teeth thing, eventually you will get found out it's, or you'll see behind the curtain. I guess you want to be authentically showbiz would be the ideal, wouldn't it? Yeah, Got because it depends. I suppose it also is what is one's idea of showbiz and success really but anyway i'm hijacking your pod with my questions no i like no. it we don't know what we're doing no we're making up <laughs> as we go along yeah exactly <laughs> but can i talk about written in the stars because yeah please do has it come out here or is it on, on amazon it came out in november i think the 27th was the date and it was two two episodes dropped and then there was one every sunday until the 22nd of january i think and now it's all there on discovery plus i believe I didn't realise it was going to be like Love Island vibes. Did you enjoy doing it? Yeah. Do you know what? I've said this to someone the other day. I think it was my mate who was getting married and she was like, oh, it just doesn't feel real. And I was like, I know that feeling, but try to not to be like that because then it, the moment passes. Because I think there were so many things. It was still a bit pandemic-y and people were a bit like, you know, things were getting cancelled left, right and centre. So I was like, don't get excited. And also I hadn't, you know, couldn't, couldn't tell anyone 
So it was like, it was under wraps. And then when I was there, it's like, don't tell anyone where you are, et cetera, et cetera. So there was nothing on social media. It was all quiet, quiet, quiet. And then it kind of came out. And then it was like, oh, you know, we don't know what it's going to be like. We don't know what press we're doing. And then it just happened. And it was like, oh, it, I, I don't feel like I did it completely because I was always sort of waiting for the next step. But being, you know, doing it, being in Greece was just so surreal. It was like being taken out of my life and being put somewhere else and being like, what? Like, what? So how long did you spend in that place? About a month, right? It was less than a month. Just under a month. Yeah, I think it would have been a month, but Clara needed to come back for Glastonbury, I think. I love her so much. Nice reason to come back. I love her so much. (laughs) She's brilliant. She's so brilliant at what she does. She never doesn't have something good to say. Such a gift. Gemini gift. Like... You, Joe. Oh, Look at me. I've always this is what I was hoping for. This is what I was hoping for. But yeah, I guess is that why you thought of her to do a pod with? Because that's what you want—a Gemini. <gasps> yes, that's Fun. what he was thinking. Right, he well, went, "What star sign are my mates?" Joe Ball's a Gemini. That's the one. Good accent. We've got a winner. Good accent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's all well, coming out right now. It's really funny you say that because I actually asked two other people. Oh, right. And they said no. Well, no, they wanted to do it, but then they dropped out for the, another one was an actor and he was working at the time and it was the same for the other one. Uh, and then I was really like racking my brains like, who would I want to, because this is a lot of work, as you know. And I was like, who do I really want to, and who do I find genuinely funny? And uh, that person couldn't do it. So I asked Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but when I, as soon as you entered my head, it was a real like eureka moment and it was so easy. Then you just, I just called you up and you went, yeah, I'll do it. And that on the next train. I've given you no bother, have I, ever since? Mm-hmm. It's been absolutely, it's been absolutely fine. So can I kick, kick, can we give you a bit of a grill in? Yeah, go. I suppose it's a very broad one, but what is astrology? Astrology is... The reading of horoscopes and the definition of horoscope is our map. So horoscope, our map. And your horoscope isn't what you read in the newspaper. The horoscope is the the map of the sky taken at the moment you were born. So all the planets in the sky are up there. So the, the zodiac belt, the signs of the zodiac are just the constellations. And so all 12 signs of the zodiac are basically, they're just around us. And then, but they're far, far, far away. They're the backdrop. The planets are moving and they're moving against that backdrop. So it's like, a, imagine a car going in a valley and then it goes up the mountain and then it goes down the mountain and then it's in the grassy plain. That's like the planet. It's like, that's Venus and she's in Cancer and then she's in Leo and then she's in Virgo. The planets have a translate, they have a symbolism. They all represent different things and they behave differently in the different signs of the zodiac. What a great explanation. Love. I've never really understood it. No, like that. I haven't. Okay, then. So I think on your Instagram, which is brilliant, I love all your memes, by the way, they make me laugh. You say that you're an astrologer on a mission to bring the life changing insights of astrology to as many people as possible. I suppose my question is why is that your mission? Dean, when I set out my website, when I was first, 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 like a proper astrology student, That was my passion because it just brought such clarity to me. Like, I I felt like life was foggy and confusing. I didn't know what the hell was going on all through my 20s. And then suddenly I had this language, this thing that went, this is exactly who you are. And this is why things are like this. And the more I learned, the more I was like, 
this is life changing. It's so empowering. I feel so vindicated. I feel so just excited about being able to translate myself and my relationships. And I just wanted people to feel the way I was feeling. Now, I, I mean... I just stick with it because whenever I think, what am I doing? I'm like, I guess, I guess I'm still doing the same thing. I just want people to know what's going on. Whether that is still my genuine motivation, I haven't sat with it long enough to be sure, but I know that it was. So it gives you like a faith, would you say? Or is that too broad a word? Not faith, because faith involves a leap of, and there is no leap of faith because it's absolute. It's so crystal clear and reliable and helpful it's a language that explains what you already knew yeah it's like being with a teacher i know i'm like when you said absolutely said that last week yeah it's really like (laughs) i'm I'm being good well you're all you're clearer than a teacher if i'm honest yeah (laughs) like i just think teachers i go back to school and i'm like i have no idea what scooby-doo they were on about yeah, Mr. Carter just used to scratch his balls in front yeah, of us. Yeah, no. used to be like, he used to count it like 10 <laughs> times that <times>. lesson. <laughs> his hand's gone down his trousers 10 yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he hasn't got a job anymore now, actually. <laughs> how, how did you find it then? How did you, if it wasn't like a, maybe a family thing or did was it something that was new that came to you? I was always into it. Like, uh, someone asked me this on Friday and I was at, I was at mum and dad's on Friday. But there was this little ceramic thing that, you know, baby gift, christening gift with my name and my weight and where I was born. And it said Sagittarius. And I was like, I think mum was dressing me when I was like four or five and I saw it. I was like, what's Sagittarius? And she was like, oh, it's just this, just this silly thing. And I was like, like just captivated by it. And I had this, had this really trippy, like out of body experience when I was really little. And then from then on, I was always interested in star signs whenever people spoke about it I was always like that's my I just felt like that's my thing somehow and then I just remember birthdays like a weirdo I I remember the date of everything and my mates always test me on it and they just were like why do you remember this and I'd always be like I don't know just remember all the dates did you have just a good memory in general like would you remember loads of things and that just happened to fall into it or were you specifically I probably have a good memory in general, yeah. But you obviously had a passion leaning into like remembering those types of things way more. Yeah, it was just so weird. Yeah, yeah. You're asking if we could take it to Vegas and count cards. Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Can we stick to thing. the subject banks? Yeah. <laughs> we needed to make some dollars so we could get in a studio. I'm like, this is our ticket. I'm good at gambling. Oh, there we go. Let's get this show on the road. <laughs> Let's get that studio. Yeah. Yeah, I had a premonition. Like, I had a dream that Forrest were going to be... Ar- I'm from Nottingham. That Forrest were going to be Arsenal. I just knew. And I'd, I'd knew, known from the astrology, and I was like, nothing was going to take me away from being in Nottingham on the 20th of May. Nothing. Well, actually, because that game as well was May. like, Arsenal were favourites to win. Was- Obviously. So I put on... I made 900 quid anyway, and I could have made more because I was so sure. I was so sure they were going to win. I, I I was like thinking of just, I was going to be, I was like, I'm just not going to tell you. I'm just going to put a grand on and not tell anyone if, if I'm wrong. But I bottled it. I texted a couple of people who were like, don't lose more than you can afford. And I was, but my, like, I just absolutely knew. I'd been telling everyone for months we're going to beat Arsenal and everyone was like, shut up. Yeah, because Forrest was really struggling at that point and Arsenal were looking like they were going to win the league. So that is, that's, that's a real, like, I would have said, do not make that bet categorically. And you made 900 quid. For at home. Um, yeah. Let's get a WhatsApp group going. Let's get yeah. a few tips. Yeah. Oddie's tips. Yeah. Oddie's odds. <laughs> oh, that's good. That is good. You don't have any Gemini on your chart, Lewis. Do I not? Is that a bad thing? Am I okay? No, you're unstable. 
it, it, no, Gemini's unstable. Oh, shit. Oh, I could have told you that. <laughs> so he's all right. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Gemini's not unstable just for the, for the um, purpose of the podcast. Just oh, me. I tell, what, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what I'm really interested in. How, obviously, as an astrology expert, how, I suppose, accurate or how quickly can you tell someone's star signs and how often do you get that right? Or is that a thing? Would you play that game? Yeah, it's, it, it's, you know, if someone's just a really obvious character, if someone's really chatty and witty, you're going to see the Gemini. But you could, you could really call, do you, is that like a game in the pub you ever do? My actual friends don't care. So it, the only people ever doing that are going to be strangers. And if I can tell, I can tell. And if not, I'll be like, give me 10 minutes. Yeah, you want to see their energy, right? And their, yeah, their characteristics. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and I suppose, is that where the TV world gets a bit blurred then as well? Because, say, for example, you're a, um, a psychic or a medium, and that's maybe where the performance get involved. You might not be able to conjure a reading there and then. They're not things that can happen straight away, but because it's on TV, you've got to kind of put something on, put a show on. So, you know, I work with a psychic who's phenomenal, and, and, and I know a lot of brilliant, brilliant psychics. And the thing is, is like with any profession when you blur it with tv is do they want to be on tv more than they have a talent you see that with doctor like the tv doctors do they do they want to be a doctor or they just want to be on the telly and you know they're, they're a doctor because their parents made them be a doctor so it's just it's whether you you're not always looking at a marriage of talent when you get the TV people, sometimes they they just really, really want to be famous for their thing. Yes, I think you get that with actors, though, as well. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, I spoke to an act, a friend the other day who went to drama school and she was like, all these shit actresses who got the jobs just because they were hot and it pissed me off. That's how I get Touch most it. of my work. <laughs> <laughs> Ta- t- no talent, but just bloody uber sexy. So let the Gemini do it. Yeah. <laughs> Gemini Sag, good combo. Yeah, you're rising Sag, rising Sag, Lewis. Rising Sag, good okay. combo, good combo. I love, it. I just love it. I love it. Love it. For people who don't use astrology, how can it help them in their lives? What are they missing out on? They are missing out on clarity. They're missing out on being able to be like this. And do you know what? You might know it. You might just know yourself. Yes, I was just going to say that. Everybody's living their astrology, whether they're having readings or not. We're all doing it. And some people don't want to know. And I really, I get that and I respect that. But for me, it's like if you're a bit lost, a bit confused, going through a shit time, you want to know how long it's going to stay rubbish for. If you just want to, I really like understanding things. It's part of my nature. So... It really helps me to be able to look at my astrology chart and translate it because without it, I'm just like, why? But why? Why? But you why? see, why? now what I think about that though is like, what if people cling on to that or one, should I say, and then um, they look, they go all into it, right? And then they go, oh, bloody hell, I'm having such a shit time. I've got another two fucking years of this. And then they're like, brilliant, I've got to ride it out. Then you... that extreme? It could be with a Neptune transit. Yeah, I've got a few friends who are in a... Do you know what? The amount of times I've heard that. <laughs> I've got a, a fair few friends who've got a lot of Neptune going on and they're just like, I've been there, I've had it. And you've got to be a very good astrologer 
to be able to read that for yourself anyway, really. So that's not most people and an astrologer is never going to tell you that in in that way if you go for a consultation it's more about how can you use this time productively because there is always a productive or a more helpful way of navigating a transit it's ignoring it ignoring the desire for change can you know i'm not talking about neptune now i'm talking about uranus but if if you are like <laughs> i knew i knew i was going to buckle oh that had to come out didn't it do you still laugh at that <laughs> Neptune coming out Uranus. No, I don't. But I understand why people do. Thank you. Astrologers say Uranus. Yeah. Uranus, yeah, you that helps. I was wondering helps. if you were going to go Uranus or... If you were going to go... Uranus or Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always... That's what I always said. And then that's what... The teachers started changing it and then you just get on board. No, I know. Yeah. And it's pathetic, isn't it? So ridiculous. But when you, when you have your Uranus, Uranus transit, then the desire for change... It's really strong. I'll get it's over with, it. It's Sorry, with transit. It's with transit. Yeah. It just makes me think of pooping. <laughs> you've got a bit of it. You've got a Uranus transit next year, Lewis. Oh, what does that mean? Yeah. Is that something to be careful of? No. What does that mean? Well, it could be. It's something, anything to do with money or work. He could, he want, he might want to do something just different, more freedom. Um, he might want to go and work abroad or maybe there is, there's, are you in a relationship? I am. Yeah. I'm married. Uh, so maybe that if she wants to go abroad for a while, like what does she do? Uh, she's um, an interior <clears throat> designer, but she's working as an estate agent at the moment in time. She's retraining. Okay, because sometimes in a man's chart, Venus is his wife. That's why I'm asking. And you have Venus in your sixth house, which is the area of work. So that's why I'm asking about work. So it's your work or her work. And there's some kind of desire for freedom and or maybe you get going a bit digital. But it look, it's it's a bit boom time, really. It's very good in April. It could be the podcast. It could Because Venus could also be you, Joe, because a female counterpart. Well, that does ring true. There's lots of... Um... I've got lots of projects on at the moment, which is why I've got such eyes, buggy eyes like this. There is definitely like change. Maybe you get a job abroad or something next April, May, June. Yeah. Okay. You've got time to prepare though, don't you? Lovely. I'm prepped. <laughs> what is the best and worst things about being an astrologer? And if I've got a mate who's a musician and like we were just laughing at the Uranus joke. I imagine that could be a tiring thing. <laughs> Not many people would laugh at it, to be honest. Oh, really? Of course, of course they don't. They're proper adults. <laughs> a, mate, a mate of mine, he's a jazz musician, and he has to travel everywhere with a very large double bass. Yeah, and it's annoying. Nine out of ten times when he's on a train, a bus or whatever, someone will go, oh, that's a big guitar, mate. <laughs> and they'll find it hilarious, and he goes... Oh, I just want to kill myself. <laughs> Is there anything, I imagine there's so much stigma and so much, I don't know, debate around astrology. Do you have anything like that, that like pet peeves or things that you love or whatever? Yeah, I was quite sensitive to everyone taking the piss out of me and calling me Mystic Meg and saying I was a hippie and all that stuff at the beginning. And then I just got over it. And now no one ever says anything ever. I wonder if that's because you got over it, you put it out into the universe that it was just like, this is not going to be a vibe right now because I am going to manage myself. And then the universe just said, no, It good. is remarkable. It really is remarkable how, because that's what, you know, Instagram tells you that, you know, what you put out is what you get. Like I was at a wedding at the weekend. N no one mentions astrology. Uh, and, you know, I'm there. I think someone said to me, I, I do always say, I wish my friend would consult me on when they should get married. 
because that is a big job that astrologers do. You know, we can pick the date, but nobody does. Oh, right. I think I would going forward. Not that that's ever happening again. <laughs> no offense, Leland. But oh yeah, you yeah. could have definitely done. You could have done more. I could have done with a bit of an astrology. Well, you could have done yeah. with marrying the right bloke. Yeah. <laughs> also that, but yeah, an astrology could also help with that, you know. But they, we also say, you know, you got to do, you got to follow your heart. So at a certain point, we don't want to interfere because the heart speaks louder. And if there is a lesson for you in something, then you've got to go and live that lesson anyway. But yeah, so. That doesn't really happen anymore. I've got one. Can I go backwards to something we were talking about? Because I'm really intrigued by this. So you know how we were saying about you can look at something and go, right, for the next X amount of time due to your your charts right now, you're going to be in for whatever's happening. Right. Yeah. Mm. So is that when you would encourage someone to like tap into themselves so that they can then manage that section of time. Because surely, and this is my thing, does it ever get to the point where astrology can like squash someone's natural way of being? Cause they, they might sit in a state and go, well, I'm gonna, I've got, I'm depressed at the moment or I'm, I'm nervous at the moment because I've got this for the next year. So I'm just gonna sit in this. I think if you're fluent in astrology enough to be able to look at a year ahead and see a good year or a bad year, then your fluency will enable you to dive into that in an appropriate way, in a, in a constructive way. Because astrology isn't about going, this is your lot. It's about this is where you are. Let's try and get through this in the best way possible so that's when an opportunity comes like when it rains or when you strike gold you're going to be ready you're going to be early bird catches the worm when when the gold rush is here you're going to be the first one there and when it's when you are going through a time of challenge and transformation that you are just aware of the fact that that's there which is even just helpful so that when things do happen and you're like god I did because you never know exactly what it is, really, unless you're a psychic astrologer. And then something happens and it's confronting and it's upsetting, but you're like, okay, that's what that was. And then you go, okay, I'm going to use this. I'm going to put more energy into work or I'm going to get really fit. Just like you would when you have a breakup and you just, you know, I've got to pick myself up. If you're going through a challenge, you're going to pick yourself up. And so it's like that, but you can probably, you've got a bit more nuance and you're more able to leverage the sky. Yeah, so it's actually, it kind of is like just general spirituality in the sense that it gives you something tangible, doesn't it, to like navigate. I've started doing this thing lately. I've definitely started to implement it more. So I've always been quite spiritual, even in my like mid-20s. And I've dipped in and out of it. quite a while ago. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. Decades, decades. Every, every show. 4,000 decades. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I'm okay, I've got thick skin. You don't know, do you? In the metaphorical sense, not in like she's really old and got thick skin. She doesn't have metaphorically thick skin though. No, oh. I think I have thick skin though. Really? Oh, oh. I've taken a batter in. We won't go into That's, that. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying that. Interesting though. What, I, what's no, your, go on, yeah, yeah. go on. Because I think you've, she, this is quite sensitive chart. This is somebody extremely, extremely perceptive. I am perceptive. And sensitive. And sensitive actually. But sticks and stones, I'm like that. You're strong. Yes, I'm very strong. <laughs> if 
I do say so myself. You've literally agreed to everything she <laughs> I says. Am. No, but I am. This yeah. is this is why I find yeah, it crazy. Yeah, but that's, I think, you know, she's got Mars, okay, the, you've got Mars in Taurus so that there is, you're stoic and you're going to carry on and you're going to plough ahead. But a lot of a lot of the energy in this chart is very per- perceptive, very se- very sensitive. And sensitivity is literally, when you do palm reading, if somebody's sensitive, then they're going to have a really soft skin. They're going to be, you know, soft hands. And it, there is, I remember realizing that it's like sensitive body, sensitive mind. And so if you have a sensitive mind and sensitive body, then you, you, you probably, you've maybe learned how to handle things, but whether you've got thick skin, I don't know. I will agree I with that. Cool. I revoke what I've said because this you've just articulated that magnificently. That was amazing. That was amazing. You just got schooled, bro. Probably <laughs> should move in and have this on a daily. If you've been strong, then you tell. I would say that probably again. This is why astrology helped me. Like I would have told myself I had thick skin, but I don't. <laughs> I'm just. I'm. You know. You can decide. You can decide to be resilient. All right then. Well, you see, it feels like we've naturally progressed into us. Yeah. Shall we touch? Like I, I imagine birth charts is something that you can really dive into and go on for quite some time. But but what is a birth chart? And can we look into a little, because you've got our birth charts there. Um, yeah. What can you tell us about us or yeah. what we could be expecting, yes. I guess, is what I'm really interested in. So birth chart is a horoscope, like I said earlier. Like your birth chart is that map of the sky taken at the moment you were born. And so astrology is a reading of that. And I can read your charts, but I can also read the chart of the country or the chart of a business, or the chart of a marriage, or the chart... It's just reading a moment, basically. So that your moment is the first moment you took a breath and incarnated. But also, if I was you know, doing crazy astrology, I'd read your conception chart and your prenatal eclipse. Wow, okay. Wow, you can go back to, like, Spermsville with this. Exactly. <laughs> and then I could also, like, put you two together, and I could read your composite chart. And, like, how, how does the world see you two as an entity? Oh, that would be good. Bit of market research, but in the stars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want, let's see how the world sees you both. You are Taurus. I Mm. thought so. Okay. And that's interesting, is it? Yeah, no, it's, it's, you really do, you're talking about taboo topics then, you, as a couple, like you're into the dark, are you, or not? I guess so. I I mean, that's what this podcast is. Joe, you're a Gemini. Um, You've got three planets in Gemini. So you're super versatile, chatty, communicative. You've got a talent with words. You, you're, are you, how were you writing uh, in early life? Do you like writing? Uh, no, I do now, but I was awful at writing. Really bad. Like as in bottom set bad, but yet they couldn't work it out because I was in bottom, but up here. They were a bit like, hang on, she needs to be up there, but right in, down there. So I was Yeah, that's bad. why I asked you, because it basically you, you're Mercury in Gemini. Mercury loves to be in Gemini because he rules Gemini. So it gives you a really sharp mind. And you just, you know, it's, it's quick wit. So you probably always have the humour, you know, you're always there. But, but with Mercury opposite Neptune, and Neptune has got to the sea, it's like a bit daydreamy and... And that, you know, it definitely lends itself towards being an actress and sort of absorbing things and maybe being a bit shy and being a bit conf- a bit confused in, in a way. 100%. <laughs> confused daily. <laughs> but it's that perception you've got. You could be, you've got a rising cancer, Pisces at 
Pisces MC, Pisces is your career line. Pisces is media, TV, acting, but it's also psychic work. And whenever I see someone who is cancerizing with Pisces at the top, am I always like, right, can, you know, how psychic are you? That's normally my first question when I see a chart like yours. And then you've got Moon Neptune. Neptune rules Pisces. So your moon, who you are as a woman, is connected with Neptune. Mercury, who rules Gemini, is opposite Neptune. There's a lot of Neptune here. Neptune is psychic, sensitive. It's acting. It's music. It is being sensitive. It is being perceptive. But that, again, it, it does... Neptune undermines the, the mental cerebral function, which is why I imagine there's been... that As a child, there was that in mm, tussle between you being a, a naturally curious and inquisitive, bright Gemini who somehow just, yeah, I don't know. What were you like then? What were you into? Um, I was really shy at school. There was kind of two versions of me. I was very, very shy at school and got bullied quite badly, like locked in cupboards bullied. <laughs> I was that one. I do that. I do that now. But he that's does just that for now, but yeah. <laughs> um, and then, but outside of school, I had a completely different life from the age of four. So from four was when I first started to stand on a stage and I wanted to say poems and I wanted to make people laugh. But then I would leave the stage and I would go back to not speaking, and be quite little. So that's why I was encouraged then to just keep doing that. But then it like grew into like this thing where I just loved people. I loved finding out who they were. I wanted to copy them. We'd go places and I'd copy people. But then I'd go back to like a school environment. I'd be quiet. That's really, I mean, we could dig into that a lot, but I'd want to ask a million questions about everything to dig into that. <laughs> so I won't do that here. But yeah, you get Neptune. I've got a Mercury-Neptune conjunction. So you've got Mercury and Neptune 180 degrees apart. They're opposite one another. And in astrology, you, you read things that are together or opposite or 90 degrees or 120 degrees or 60 degrees. And you can also read all the different weird aspects in between. But the main ones are like together, opposite, square. They're the main kind of challenging aspects. And it is shyness. It is. Are you left-handed? No. It's very right-brained either way. Whether, you, whether you're left-handed or not, it's about having that kind of right brain, uh, creative, dyslexic. Are you dyslexic? Yes. Yeah, it's all this, for me, astrologically speaking, it's kind of this, the same. I, th I often think that I might be dyslexic, but because my memory's so good, I'm not. My French teacher was, could not understand why I wasn't better at French. And she, I remember being like, are you dyslexic, Fran? And I was like, no. But I remember being like, but I definitely, I understand why you're asking me this, but ask me quite late. And I, I am not into those kind of diagnostics anyway, because I think astrology is better. I think understanding yourself astrologically will give you, it is more empowering. I, dyslexia is about somehow having a visual, very visual mind and being able to like space things out and, and project into the future and plan things from a distance and just to have a great sense of humor. Find me someone dyslexic who doesn't have a great sense of humor. We. Oui. I mean, I'm pointing to myself, so it's a bit big-headed, but I'd say we have quite a good sense <laughs> of humour. <laughs> and, and it's because I think it's because of seeing in pictures and then translating that picture back that makes it funny. I learn in pictures as well. And I also take advice in pictures. I could have someone giving me loads of advice and it literally rolls over my head. I've got 
I've got quite a few friends who know that I listen in pictures. So what they'll do is they'll, if I'm in a situation, I'm going, but so-and-so, so-and-so, they will break that situation down so that I can visually understand it. Right, I see. So they'll say, look, imagine you're on an iceberg right now and you're drifting away and what you're trying to do is, you know, and they'll put it into a picture for me and I go, oh, I get it now. Yeah. And then I've got tangible visuals so that I can then... Just put the toilet seat down. Just put it down. (laughs) (laughs) Wipe your bum. Yeah. Please. (laughs) What I found really interesting about that is Joe, and I often take the piss out before this, often feels like she has visions. She sees yeah, things surprising. very, very clearly. Uh, and um, and also I would say probably one a skill about you, you could tap into people. Like I could be a bit pissed off about something or emotional about something. And obviously I'm just a bloke, so I won't talk about it. Um, and Joe will be able to tap in pretty quick to something that I think's um, buried deep down. And I'm a little bit like, that's um, annoying. It's like I know stuff. I feel like I know stuff. Yeah, well, you probably do. Oh, for fuck's sake. I told you weeks ago. I said to Lewis weeks ago, I am having visions and they're very strong. I've never really had them before. I've seen things and I've understood things about people like what you just said. Mm. I pick up on things and energies. But of the last like probably about two months, I'm getting really clear visions and they literally drop into my brain and I see it and they're happening. They're only little, usually. They're not like life-changing ones. Although Iris was a big one, I think. No, that was quite. I big. guess the name of our friend's baby. Yeah, oh. from from like nothing. Nothing from nothing, and on the show. What yeah, we have video too? evidence of this moment. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, you probably want to work on that then, as in go to the College of Psychic Studies. Is that like Hogwarts? That sounds amazing. <laughs> Do I get a gown? Yeah, I want the gown and no, everything. No, you don't get a gown. It's, I mean, I haven't been for a while, but. It's not, it's not gown vibes, but still, all the, you know, there's, there's a fair few colleges where you can go and do some psychic development, but I would develop it also because you need psychic protection, the other side of that. Go on. Well, if you're open. I am. You're open to everything good and bad. So you need to have, if you're going to open it more, if it's, if it, and which it probably is, by the way, because your moon is 25 Sag. And Neptune is 24 Sag, Sagittarius. And then Neptune in the sky is at like 26 Pisces, 27 Pisces right now. So at the moment, you've got your your Neptune square. You're one of these people who's been going through this Neptune stuff for the past year or so, which has opened you up psychically and spiritually and into media stuff, but also could have left you a bit like confused. What's going on? Who am I? Where am I? What yes, day is it, it did. It did. And sleepy, maybe. Yes. But you've but had a lot of it. Neptune for a while. No, I have. And I think that it's, I feel like I'm not so confused and sleepy anymore. Yeah, you're coming out of it. I'm coming out of it. I can feel that inside me. So yeah, but it, but what it has delivered is a little bit more psychic, psychic gifts. Wow. And psychic work, like media, it, media is also the same symbol. So podcasts is the same. It's not all Neptune because Neptune is about being, being porous and not having boundaries. So if you can feel the unseen if you can tap into the ether or if you can feel other people's emotions that's neptune but also rate you know sound travels you can't put sound in a box and say no more sound so like that's why podcasts have the same symbolism because it's about information that's just being filtered porous it's all the same stuff do you know what i mean it's fascinating i'm blown away that's amazing i'm blown away <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely. Yeah, that really is. This is unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, enough about her. 
She'd also had a she'd also had a Uranus transit. What does that mean? You should, well, she had a Nando's last night. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah, extra hot. I dipped out of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, last year the change. When were you? You were married in the. No, I was married years ago. Very like long, 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 long time ago. I think it was. I think King George was just on the throne. <laughs> <laughs> you know Henry VIII and he had eight wives yeah it was him one of... <laughs> but okay so what is it then what happened last year last year oh uh, terrible terrible time with someone but I I managed to leave I had no boundaries basically is what I've discovered I'm 42 and I've just realised what actual heavy implementation of boundaries is and not not in a lockdown way just in a kind of like protecting gonna have some boundaries i've learned some stuff learned some really life-changing things that's why when lewis actually reached out to me about the pod it came just as that moment where i was just kind of releasing all of that and i was like oh my god i feel like i'm able to have a voice again because i felt like for a little while i had no voice because of this position you know that that i was in and things that i was doing obviously to enable that but I didn't realize that was what that was at the time okay so then you closed the door and then something new came in yes but yeah it's all you see that's another reason with the psychic protection because you don't have boundaries because it goes hand in hand with being psychic and having visions it it comes to people who are open and without boundary because that's because that's the nature of the beast do you know what I mean that's the nature yeah that's makes sense if you are open and receptive you are you are open and receptive to things. I know. But that's why psychics always will have learned the hard way mm. how to have boundaries, how mm. to say no. I learned the hard way how to... big time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. Now you're I'm glad about it. I'm so glad. I'm actually grateful it took place because, yeah, new version. Wow, that's insane. Go on then, Lewis. So we got you here, AM. I'm nervous. I've got sweaty palms. Mm. Oh, you have? I'm, I'm nervous. It's gone all clammy. You are at your Jupiter return, so you're having a, you've had a nice year this year. So every 11.8 years, we have our Jupiter return. Um, You have Jupiter in Taurus and Jupiter is currently in Taurus. So that is good for you. You are an Aries with the moon in Leo and rising Sagittarius. So you're a firecracker, which means born, born, if this ascendant is correct, which it probably is. Are you tall, Lewis? No, I'm 5'8". Although I like to say I'm like... You sat on three yellow pages here. <laughs> in, in your mind, imagine Ronnie Corbett. <laughs> I, I think on my spotlight it's a 5'10". And if I wear a wedge, I can pull it off. Rising Sag, Sagittarius is like big. Well, people always think uh, one of the things, like say if we get into a, like, a party and we all take our shoes off... <laughs> People go, where the fuck did he go? <laughs> Get the <laughs> yeah, what are you doing down there? A lot of people always think, because um, I've got quite a big personality, I was assigned that to. Yeah. So, right, Aries, lowering the tone. And Moon in, Moon in Leo, so you want to be in the stage, you want to be in the spotlight. This is Moon in the ninth house. So there's a teacher in you too. Oh, don't even start. You won't believe what happened last night. Oh, don't even you start. You won't believe. My roommate does new. My roommate does numerology, and so really quickly, she just worked it out really like basic level, and she went, "Oh, you're an eleven eleven, like a double eleven. Apparently, that's the that's the teacher of spirituality and spreading like information to the masses." 
Mm. And you've just said he's a, oh, I can't deal with this. This is getting to, ridiculous. To use my powers for good or evil. I've yet to good, decide. Good, good, good. <laughs> We've got enough evil in this world, Lewis. All right. 11, 11. Is it? 29th. She can't do maths. How did she get that? 29 plus 3 plus 19 on a knee. 22. You're 22. That's that's bigger vibes. Don't tell him it's even bigger and better. Don't okay, give him that. We won't talk about that. You're a nine, I think. Are you? I'm a nine. I am a nine. Yeah, I did it a minute ago in my head. Wow, you're good. But I didn't say it. But when you were... What were you talking about, Anos? I wanted to... Because you were, you were born on 21st, so that's a three. Threes are communicators. It's like nine. Okay, she's a healer. Yeah. No, I am a healer. I do say so myself. I am all those amazing things, yes. <laughs> well, she is. She is. There you are. And you're, you're, you're here to build stuff, Lewis. He does. Wow, that's you interesting. With, with a rising Sag at zero degrees, having anything at zero 29 is pretty potent. And zero degrees Sagittarius is, you know, Sagittarius is the teacher, wants to share, wants to put things out, wants to broadcast, wants to travel, uh, big ideas, new ideas, sell, selling concepts. Surprised he didn't do well in that um, call centre, to be honest. No, he gave it a good go. Gifted the gab, you got it. He's got yeah, it, yeah. yeah. When I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> Half the time I was just listening to like... That's probably why we all got fired. Mars and Capricorn, hard worker. That is 100% true. Yeah. I think when you were saying earlier as well, like the last year actually, I've not... I'm coming into quite a lot of work now, but the last year I haven't worked a lot. And as, as actors, especially, you assign a lot of your, you can assign a lot of your happiness and self-worth to, to working, being to being booked. Um, and when I think about it, this last year, oh, yes, there's been financial stresses and that sort of stuff. But my children are very young. One's just about turned four and the other one's 17 months. And if I really think about it, the last year actually has been... Has been amazing. And this last year, like, I had a lot of health stuff. I've overcome that. I've got myself physically and mentally well. Uh, I had a thing called, uh, you laugh every time. Uh, <laughs> it's a thing called foot drop. I had an impingement in my spine and I lost um, all of the sensation and movement in my left foot. So I, I couldn't, I found it very hard to walk and I had to rehab for about a month. Uh, and I just wasn't looking after myself. So I got physically fit again, started doing yoga, started to implement meditation and then I had a really big breakthrough in meditation maybe a couple of weeks ago and it's not a thing that I've been expecting I just had a I suppose like a vision or something like of that ilk bear in mind me a year and a half ago I'd been down the pub and saying this is a load of bollocks I, so, I think he's having a spiritual um, awakening at the so moment. I've had actually this last year when I really think about it I've had all these amazing things happen actually I've changed a lot I think um yeah you've you've also got a Neptune Neptune transit going on at the moment at the at the root of your chart really so that that could manifest in lots of ways but I guess one of them is everything that you've just said so I won't repeat it but there's some you're being you are being drawn into we all are because Neptune and Saturn are in Pisces right now they have been since March and because the planets out there are in those positions right now that is what we all of us, the collective, are going through. It's what we're all experiencing. And we are all being called into, like, perception beyond the 3D. Perception, what we think is normal. And we're, I think we're maybe... 
I don't know how it's going to pan out. Like how how many people are going to get on board with it and understand that psychic phenomena is normal and that meditations can be. Mm. We all take an interest in our dreams, but you could have some, both of you with your Neptune transits could have some really interesting dreams at the minute. And with these Jupiter transits should be very good, Lewis, really. Um, I feel very, yeah, I feel that way. And it's it's curious what you're going to do financially. How, I mean, 2020 also, yeah, wasn't great for actors, I imagine. No, not great. Uh, it did start that way, obviously. And then actually I managed to do, uh, I, was, I was very fortunate in the sense that I did manage to get booked once we found out how we could operate. If that makes sense. Okay. And and was that good? I mean, I had I May Destroy You come out in 2020, which was a really big gig for me, but I didn't film it that year, if you know what I mean. Okay. But still it came out. But yeah, it still came out. Yeah. I mean, that was a really big um, show that a lot of people know me from or still talk about anyway. And and anything else that year? Well, did you have, uh, you had a little one. Yeah, she was, I didn't have Willow till 2021. And then there's quite a lot. Oh yeah, I suppose I started doing like, yeah, there was quite a few big jobs then. I went to like Guadeloupe and Germany. Guadeloupe? I've never even heard of that place. Yeah, it's where they filmed Death in Paradise. That's that great. Cool. Yeah. Oh, we moved as well. You have Pluto on your Mars. So that right. is about like really pushing yourself to the edge, really working, um, going into overdrive, like. Oh my God. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I uh, directed a film and then I started a documentary, which I'm finishing up on now. Right. That yeah, was the yeah, start. Like... That was the start of that. That was a really big opportunity. It's like a football documentary that uh, Louis Tomlinson's exec producing, and that was like a really. I've never directed a documentary in my life, um, so to be doing that, and then I did a film as well where it had like animation and there was loads of brand new things that I, f- I felt like I'd blagged. Okay, you see, this is it. This is the, the the big ambition, and I do think that next April, May, it's like. You've got a lot going on already and you, you've been pushed. That Pluto transit, because you've got a lot of things in Earth signs. So do you know what the Earth signs are? Well, like water, fire. fire. No. Well, that's the elements, yeah. That's so the elements, there's... yeah. <laughs> the answer is no, we don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> we'll give it a go, though. Yeah. So Aries is fire. What's, ta- what's Taurus? Oh, that'll be... Nature. Yeah. Animals. Go back to nature. Earth. Earth. Yeah. Nature. You got it. And then what's Gemini? Wind. Sunshine. <laughs> wind. Pretty much wind. <laughs> yeah, wind. Yeah. Wind. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. Why did you say wind? Because I'm full of hot air, he was probably going to say. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> good. Well, you nailed it anyway. Cancer is what? You said water. No, very good. Water. Oh. Yes. You're turning psychic. And then we go to Leo. What's Leo? Lion. <laughs> yeah is it yeah, he's no. really well Leo is the lion but think about it carry on what element is it oh what we not saying strength that's not an element <laughs> no we can go back now we've done them all there's only four elements so we're just repeating oh, uh, oh fire fire very good and then Virgo is what we're not learning anything water air earth earth service isn't it so then you go to the Libra's air and Scorpio's water like the iceberg blah blah carry on and you've got a lot of earth Lewis You've got Mars is in Capricorn, which is Earth. Mm-hmm. Venus is in Taurus, which is Earth. And your MC, which is like basically the very top of your chart, which is like your career line, is in Virgo. So you've got what's called as a grand trine in Earth, like a, a nice triangle in your chart connecting these three things. 
And so whenever one of the transiting planets sits in one of these points or passes over it, it, it goes, whoosh, it like really turbos your chart and makes you much more, you, you start earning cash basically because it's in the areas of your chart to do with work and money and finances. And because what's happening next year is Jupiter, the planet of expansion and growth, and actually the planet that rules your chart. So an important planet for you is going to sit on Venus, which is the cash, the cash monies. That'd be nice. Um, it looks like that could be, a, could be a time for really ramping. That is just so exciting. And I feel oddly... Comforted. I'm not oddly comforted. No. I do feel comforted. comforted. It's not, there's nothing about it. Feels, I'm clinging on to all I, this. I get it. Mm. I see the appeal. Well, you feel, the thing is, you probably already know it. But you, it, it's also going to be important to look after your health, to keep doing all these things that you've learned, to keep doing the meditation and to not go full pelt workaholic. Wow, that, it, that really is funny. Last week, I literally, my ner- I think my nervous system was really low. Um, so I just got really, really sick and I was, because I'm taking too many projects on and I had to realign myself and my wife, bless her, was saying subtly, um, but sometimes it takes with me, I'm a bit of a workaholic. I will literally run myself into the ground and then I'll go, oh, I'm probably overdoing this. And then my wife goes, yes, (laughs) but you still have to get up and change the kids' asses. Do you know what I mean? You know? Um, so that is very funny. That is something that I have to keep my eye on. So that's really interesting. Yeah, it's like Mars in Capricorn will just go and go and go and go and go and go and go yeah. and go. Capricorn will do that. And you've got four planets in Capricorn. So yeah, you're a bit of a machine. But then there's the other, you've, you're still a human. So you've got to stop. Okay. Wow. And you're a 22. The 22 does that anyway. It's in the numerology. So it's really important that you... I read one book that said a 22 needs at least 11 days of absolute off every year. 11. It's that number again. Okay. So if you can't, and because it's just, because otherwise you're just grabbing rest wherever you, you're snatching a day here and there. Mm. If you, you know, a week or 11 days of off is required. We're literally, this is so weird, man. We're literally planning. I'm about to go off and do another job, which is going to, I'm going to be doing a play until the 2nd of December. Oh, wow. Touring around. But it, it's getting, it means I won't be on the family holiday with all our friends. So we're currently now trying to squeeze some time out just so we can have that off. I, I didn't know what to expect. I thought it'd be really interesting. And I was a bit nervous coming into it. But Francesca, you've been amazing. You've blown my mind. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, amazing. thanks, guys. Thanks You're, for having me. You, th- thank you so, so much. And let's do this again sometime. Yes, we should absolutely do this again. We'd love to have you on again. All right, Francesca. Well, thank you so, so much. It's yeah. been a privilege. You've been amazing. Um, thanks, guys. That was unbelievable. That was incredible. What great actor there as well, Jeff. <laughs> So we've just done a take before this and it wasn't quite as good. So we're doing a retake and Joe's acting skills really took me back there. Unbelievable. But that interview was amazing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I can't get over it. It's so accurate. I didn't know what to expect, but I didn't expect it to be that... um, Accurate. Accurate and grounded. And for someone like me who doesn't... I don't know anything about it. I feel like I've come away with like a much more stronger... Not even, I don't want to use the word belief because she wouldn't use that absolute. Um, when she said absolutes, that I thought that was really cool. She doesn't believe in, doesn't believe in beliefs, it's absolutes. I feel a lot more secure in it, and I could totally see why people 
can find guidance and security and all the things all the things from there all the things Francesca thank you so much for coming on thank you let's get on again yes it's good to do like every like every now and again she pops in she does a bit of a reading for us yes. or one of our guests so go to francescaoddy.com if you want to learn more or you want to get a one-to-one -one with her you can also get her at the uh the astrology oddcast which is a great title mm -hmm. brilliant and it's thoroughly enjoyable She's uh, a one-woman powerhorse. Mm. Um, check her work out. She's great. Well, you're going to say powerhouse, but I like horse because they're powerful as well. Yeah, that's totally <laughs> what I mean. She's she's a power one-woman power, power horse. horse. <laughs> I've done two shows today. I'm quite tired. Right. Anyway, we've got some serious, 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 serious. business now because we've missed a couple of episodes of the quiz, and next week is going to be our final episode yeah. and whoever does not get the highest score God, I'm saying this like an idiot whoever does not get the, the highest, highest score, score <laughs> will be doing like a forfeit <laughs> so that'll be oh, you like innit it's, yeah. it's gonna be you oh, I forgot my library card <laughs> so whoever loses is doing a forfeit please send in what you think the forfeit should be mug him right off hey there's still another go yet. Let's find out how we're getting on. Good morning. We called it, people. How is it going? Hope the record's going well. I have some results. Last time we spoke, I asked you some questions about my holiday. I think you misheard because I said, where in Italy am I going? Closest city wins. And Jo actually said, even though she thought it was just any city, she said Rome. And Lewis said Sevilla, and the correct answer is Naples. But that is only about an hour on the train from Rome, which I thought was extraordinary that Joe's clearly having these visions. Oh, fuck. And I said Rome first, and I said Rome first. I'm oh, psychic. my God. I'm in a losing battle because I'm a psychic. The second question was what herbs do I have growing in the garden? Point per correct answer. Joe said basil parsley thyme do have basil i don't have parsley and i don't have thyme um, lewis said mint and oregano which i have both Bosh! come on um, not so psychic then mate lucky the last question i asked was how much money will the new indiana jones film dial of destiny make at the box office in its first weekend joe said 86 million Lewis said 43 million. The correct answer in the US was 60 million. And Lewis won that question. Six, five. Bush! Into this final round of Bush! <laughs> so we're doing this on a Tuesday and the final uh, recording is at the weekend, just to give the viewers at home an idea of what's going on. Um, my first question is, how many total views on YouTube will We Called It have before the last recording day? So we're currently on 9.5 thousand views and I want to know how many will it be on in four days? So 9.5 thousand, four days four from days. the point that he was talking about. I'm gonna go thir 13,000. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say that. 12,500. Oh my God, so then whoever gets these right, that is... Oh, it's tense now. Everybody's talking about Barbie and Oppenheimer because they're coming out on the same day. But what I want to know is how much money will it make combined? And for a bonus point, 
me and Gemma, my wife, are going to see both films. One on the Friday, one on the Saturday. Which one are we seeing on Friday? Which one are we seeing on Saturday? Barbie Friday, Oppenheimer Saturday. And then okay, but you need to, how much is going to be the combined? 150 office? million. No, 180 million. I'm going to say 230 million. I was going million. to say, yeah. I 230 million and you're going to see Oppenheimer first, Barbie second. Come on, get in there. I've been on a bit of a, trying to be on a bit of a health kick recently and get fit for my new football team. And I'm wondering um, between now and Sunday, so it's Tuesday today, Sunday's the last recording, how many steps will I do? And I will properly keep count and tally it all up. Go on then, how many steps in those four days? I'm going to say 60,000. Yeah, you know, uh, 45,000. I do 20,000 a day. He's a remote worker producing. You're working, you're walking places. That's He'll true. do a lot of his stuff. Can I change it? No, you can't. <laughs> you're so mean. <laughs> um, look how much I care. All his fucks disappeared. Where's Lewis's fuck? Lewis, where did your fucks go? Down there. <laughs> They've all gone. Don't give a fuck. Listen, you lot, you've been amazing. Subscribe. If you can, go onto Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Give us a rating. Click five stars, even if you think it's shit. You're probably watching because you're a mate of a mate, and it really helps us grow the podcast. If you could subscribe on YouTube, share us about, just leave us on in the background. Spread it... us everywhere. That sounds filthy. Because <laughs> we love doing it We love doing it This is the penultimate episode We've got one more episode left this season And then And then we're going to have a little break But what's going to help us come back Is knowing that we've got a fan base And people that have loved and supported the show So I hate it I hate when footballers do that I'm going to go You grown man Stop doing bloody love arts Just go no, Yes I've said that to you twice today <laughs> Where is the love Right, love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye